Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. My name is Alan Stamford and welcome to Othello in Offaly. Now we noted earlier that Iago seems to have the devil's luck. And we noted that he does grasp every opportunity as it comes along and makes use of it. And while Othello is in the throes of an epileptic fit, who should walk in but Cassio? And Cassio sees an immediate opportunity, and it's all to do with the handkerchief. He's got to convince Othello that Cassio genuinely is having an affair with Desdemona. So he sends Cassio off and says, come back in a few minutes. And when Othello recovers, he says, Cassio was here while you were disabled, and he's coming back. Go and hide and listen to him talking. And Othello says, fine, and he goes and hides. Back comes Cassio, and immediately, Iago gets Cassio talking about his mistress, who's possibly a prostitute of the island, called Bianca. But what Othello hears is Cassio talking and laughing about a woman. Laughing, as far as Othello's concerned, about Desdemona. In Othello's confused state, he will only hear what he wants to hear, because that's what we tend to do. When we've been driven to that point of doubt and distraction, we tend only to listen to what we want to hear. And we tend to interpret it the way we want to understand it. So as Cassio is questioned by Iago about Bianca, to whom he has in fact already given the famous handkerchief, Othello thinks that it's Desdemona Cassio's referring to when he talks about the monkey who wants to marry him. The devil's luck has come into play yet again when during this scene, Bianca walks in and throws the handkerchief back at Cassio. So as far as Othello is concerned, he had the handkerchief from Desdemona and he gave it to his whore. Othello is completely convinced. How shall I murder him, Iago? Did you perceive how he laughed at his voice? Oh, Iago. And did you see the handkerchief? Was that mine? Yours by this hand, and to see how he prizes the foolish woman, your wife. She gave it him, and he hath given it his whore. She gave it him, and he hath given it his whore. Iago keeps hammering the points home, making sure that Othello is absolutely convinced of it. And he is. I would have him nine years of killing. A fine woman, a fair woman, a sweet woman. Nay, you must forget that. Aye, let her rot and perish and be damned tonight. She shall not live, or the world had not a sweeter creature. She might lie by an emperor's side and command him tasks. She's the worst for all this. Oh, a thousand, thousand times. And then, of so gentle a condition. Aye, too gentle. Nay, that's certain, but yet the pity of it, Iago. Oh, Iago, the pity of it, Iago. Now, that's a very interesting little exchange, because in that you can actually see Shakespeare's actually showing you that confusion in Othello's brain. It's still there. She's terrible. She has betrayed me. She is horrible. She is wonderful. She is gorgeous. She could lie by an emperor's side and command him tasks. So there you've got Othello with that terrible confusion in his brain. Remember the scene earlier, that long speech where he's considered how she must have betrayed him, how he must reject her, how he must punish her, and then she walks into the room and he's saying, oh, look at her, she's so gorgeous, she couldn't possibly be guilty. That conflict in his brain is now coming to a head, and he's going to make a statement that's going to finally lay that to rest. If you are so fond over her iniquity, give her patent to offend, for if it touch not you, it comes near nobody. I will chop her into messes, cook hold me. Oh, tis foul in her. 
With mine, officer. That's Fowler. Get me some poison, Iago, this night. I'll not expostulate with her, lest her body and beauty unprovide my mind again. This night, Iago. I'll not expostulate with her, lest her body and beauty unprovide my mind again. In other words, he knows, deep down inside, he knows that the look of her, the sight of her, the smell of her, is going to make him weaken again because he loves her so much. So his solution must be, kill her now. I've got to kill her now. And he asks Iago to do something. Get me some poison, Iago. Which means Iago will have to go and get poison. Now, if Iago goes and gets poison, somebody somewhere is going to know about it. There's Desdemona poisoned, and who bought the poison? Iago is far too clever for that. Do it not with poison. Strangle her in her bed, even the bed she had contaminated. Don't get poison. You strangle her. Very clever. Because then there's no evidence whatsoever against Iago. If Othello strangles his wife, Iago cannot be held responsible. No evidence will be apparent. Good, good. The justice of it pleases. Very good. And for Cassio, let me be his undertaker. You shall hear more by midnight. And so now the game is set. Iago moves into his... If you were playing chess, it would be his endgame. But how to do it without attracting attention to his own involvement? He's got a brilliant mind, and this brilliant mind is working overtime. And whoever does the killing, you can be certain that Iago will make sure it isn't himself. And thank you to James Fearon and to Sean Weaver for reading those extracts. Drama on One. Sundays at 8 pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one.